0: Hello! A little announcement before we start today's Tuna Boot episode. This is Dougal, one of the three Tuna Boot boys, talking for myself, Liam and Jim. What you're about to hear is part two of our little section talking about gigs and festivals. It's going to start off with some mad... Irish impersonation so I do apologise for that but me and Jim were waiting for Liam at the time Um, after today you're going to hear some new voices for the next two weeks Um, Jim's done some work with our pal Danny and Liam's done some work with our pal James they're going to be coming up to you over the next couple of weeks and then we are going to steamroller on to season 4 before you start listening you could refer refer this podcast to a friend, recommend it to a friend, or like and subscribe to us. We don't have any of this stuff at the start of this episode, which is why I thought I better chuck this in. And thanks for enjoying episode 3.5. This is the last time you'll hear me until season 4. Take care for the next two weeks. And good olives. Scoosh, scoosh, baloosh should I be he
1: doesn't have a fucking knife look at him the fucking nah
0: he's never owned a fucking knife in his fucking life he?
1: that man that man's drawers are full of farks anybody know it <laughs> well it doesn't you have two al- knives to rub together that one
0: <laughs> you can always tell a man <laughs> who spreads his butter with spoons can't you?
1: <laughs> yes That's you the
0: certainly man. can I right, <laughs> If he's cooking with some butter, he'll take it with a fork and he'll shove it right in the pan and leave those tongue marks in the butter like a cunt. (laughs) 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 Uh, There's
1: so many other aspects of his personality I hate more than that. And we made those up as well. It's not true. Oh, Christ, you, can, you can tuck that into the edit. I don't know if that'll make it, but I, I, I'll
0: give you permission. Permission? <laughs> Hello, right, lads. I want to take us back to Earth. I want to take us back. We spoke about heroic moments almost. Worst gigs. What's your worst gig? I'll start us off if you want. Yes, please, because I do actually have one, but I can't remember what it was. I think the worst gig I've ever seen in terms of a performer just being shit was one of the f- one of the first gigs I've ever seen and it was The View in Aberdeen at the Music Hall and the reason it was probably the worst gig I've ever seen is because Kyle Faulkner every song had to go off the side of Spew he was so <laughs> fucked from the time, like from the last night or whatever because he's a massive you know, massive druggy, and abuses alcohol more regularly than we do or did anyway. I don't know about now. And that was probably one of that was, yeah, that was either that. Okay. I'll do two. Either that. Yeah. Um, when the view were just shocking and he could barely strug a note together or at tea in the park when I saw the happy Mondays, which could be simultaneously one of the best and worst gigs I've ever seen. Because Sean Ryder the entire time had his head cocked down looking at the floor because he couldn't remember his lyrics because of all the drugs they took. So he couldn't remember a thing, so he had them all written on the floor and was just looking down singing them, singing to um, them at one point. Uh, Bez came on all right at the start, went off and came back a lot more excitable for reasons that we all are very clear on. And halfway through the gig... They were singing uh, um, Yeah, Halfway through the gig Sean Ryder was like Alright so we, we've got this song now I'm not going to do his thing Because I can't be arsed doing his accent. Alright so we're going to do this next song now And uh, and he turns to Rowetta The female singer And goes Can't remember if you were shagging me or him at this point Which made the <laughs> whole thing quite fucking <laughs> awkward After that <laughs> <You're> like, Jesus <laughs> fuck Man <laughs>
2: Um, actually I've got a little thing I, I was going to bring it up for a, a talk about it at some point but it was, it was too small so I kind of decided not to but I can shoehorn it in here so that's good I looked it up because I'd heard a while back that Bez had definitely gone clean but then you were talking about how like, you'd seen him and he was definitely on something so I googled it and I found a quote uh, so Bez, Bez is clean and the only drugs he does now are organic drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah.
2: So uh, <laughs> when you saw him, it was all organic. It's all goods. <laughs> it wasn't actual drugs. <laughs> I hear that's a that's a byproduct of one
0: of our former sponsors, Orange Organic Drugs. He's good. Orange <laughs> Organic Organs and Drugs. <laughs> oh. I've yet to
1: receive either <laughs> extremely
0: miffed about that <laughs> anyway worst gigs
2: guys. let us know I've been I've been trying to think I couldn't really I feel like there's definitely a gig that I remember at the time I was just like that is the worst gig I've ever been to but not that none that's come to mind I always try to find like the, the kind of silver lining yeah. However, I can tell you the band that I was most disappointed in, which were We Were Promised Jetpacks, a wee indie band that I'd heard a lot about, and a lot of people that I know had spoke magical words about them, and they supported Bon Jovi, and I was so nonplussed about them that I walked out of there just like, who was a support band? Nah, can of mind? It was. It was just. It was just boring. And I've never really it's been to any time. gigs that are boring. No, I've not seen one that i have been bored by. Anyway, mm. so that's that's what I'm gonna toss into the ring. There, By the way, there may be a good band. I just didn't enjoy them. Mm. Enjoy them, seen them live.
0: Jim, that's got it. your hat to toss into this ring?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, not a bad, not a bad uh, band. There was never a band that that let me down in that way. And also, I've always because I was kind of late into the game of going to gigs I still I, just the thought of it is still quite exciting you know what I mean it still seems like a novelty even though I've done it mm-hmm. done it loads of times man but the the worst gig I've been going to was Pixies at the Royal Ar- not the Royal Albert Hall the Usher Hall sorry <laughs> the Usher Hall in Edinburgh not the Royal Albert Hall in London um, mm-hmm. yeah the Usher Hall in Edinburgh and the re- nothing to do with the band or the songs or the performance but because mm-hmm. it was just technical difficulties, I went with my mum, uh, both big fans of Pixies, and we were up, I don't know what you call it, but the upper upper bit upper to the circle. left-hand side. Yeah, to the, to the left. Like, you could see a clear, clear line of sight, but the, mm-hmm. basically what it sounded like was that the people setting up the gig said, oh, it's Pixies, let's turn everything up to 10. Just make it as loud as possible. And that's what it sounded like. Whereas, you know, obviously, the pictures, the magic of them is that it's quite janky and dis sort of discordant at times and a bit, you know, messy. But the fact is that they they wield it so perfectly, and that's what makes them so good. But mm. it was it was just it was like someone who hadn't heard them before was setting it up. I mean, it could have just been, I don't know. I I don't set up sound for big gigs. I don't set up sound for like lyric- I don't set sound for stuff. Mm. To be honest, I barely do it for this podcast. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 I can't say I understand it, but it did just sound like they just tried to make it sound as loud as possible, and it was fucking. It was actually to the point where it was like difficult to listen to, and I was really upset because mm. it was like the only time i would ever seen them, and I really wanted, I was. We were both really looking forward to it. It was the only time me and my mum had ever been to a gig, just us as well. So there was like a lot of expectations on it and it just sounded shit. So actually to the point where I said, right, I I can't sit here anymore. It's actually hurting my head. Mm -hmm. And luckily my mum's, and this was towards the end of the gig and luckily my mum said, you know what, let's just put our heads in here. So it was at one of the other balconies around the other side. We just sort of walked in, put our heads in and it was them doing um, Debaser as the closing song. And that sounded great. And it was fucking amazing because it was DeBaser. And we were mm. fucking jumping up and down. And then there was, you know, like you have the people sitting outside on chairs. I don't yeah, know why I'm yeah. pointing, nobody else can see it. But you know what I mean? <laughs> the staff. The staff sitting in the hallway in chairs. There was a moment when DeBaser was playing where one of them went out and said, right, Just come in. So all the staff were in listening to it. And I had my arms around a couple of them and we we're all just jumping. Like I was part of the staff. Somehow. <laughs> and it was just like, Fucking yes, DeBaser! And it was fucking it ended up being magical, but yeah. I would say eighty percent of it was almost unbearable, just because Jim. it sounded horrific.
2: This this has made my night because you've just pro- proven my entire dissertation correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was actually going to mention this to you at some point, named <laughs> the fact that you should discuss that you have a degree in this very subject, and <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, most qualified to discuss to. Tell us what makes
2: a good or a bad gig. Do do Um, we need facts in this Or maybe not. (laughs) My my dissertation for my Masters, because I am Master Liam Forrest, was all to do about how the venue of a gig will affect how you perceive the event and the experience as a whole. And everything that Jim has just touched on was a lot of the stuff that I had written about for that dissertation. And yeah, like, the staff helping you kind of bring back that night with Debaser and all that, that's fucking wonderful. Mm. Staff and mm. gigs should be able to bring up the mood.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah definitely. They shouldn't just have to sit there stoically, like, pretend, its it's not like a funeral or... Something like, it's not like they have to pretend it isn't happening. They should be yeah. like, tapping their feet or dancing yeah. along if they like it. Unless they fucking hate it. No, <laughs> you know, so, so, like so, it. Some
2: of the best things I've seen at gigs are when you're down at the front and the guys handing out the water are just fucking jamming along. Yeah. Just yeah. having a nice wheeled time themselves.
0: We used to sneak up to the. If the second level. If they hadn't sold enough tickets to go up to the second level in the caves. We used to always sneak up there and just like leave one person on the bar and all go up and just watch the band for a wee while, which was always good fun. Show like that, but the ge- we always enjoyed watching the gigs and chatted to them afterwards a wee bit, mm. quite a lot of the time, which was fun. I do miss that.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You've lived a hundred nice. lifetimes to go. <laughs> you <really
2: have. laughs> You've seen it all. Done it all.
1: <laughs> Not quite.
2: I mean that in a positive way, i think we does Well I'm one has got that shirt that says Been There Done That Got the Shirt.
1: Mm. Oh, speaking of shirts, this won't make any sense in the podcast, so you can cut this. But Dean sent me a picture of uh, it was the remember the band T shirt that we it was I'm sure it was when we came back from Glasgow from seeing Cage the Elephant and we picked up that band T shirt that had it was like a cover yes. of Life magazine that had we yeah, got the on T-shirt it. that I uh, yeah. I picked up
2: and yeah. Dougal you gifted <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me, and then I, I yeah we no, we gave it to Dean or you get you give yeah. it to Dean or I gave it to Dean? we
2: gave it to
0: Dean. Uh, it was part of yeah. his birthday.
1: That is right. Yeah, he sent me a message. I've, he sent me a picture of that a couple like a couple of weeks <laughs> ago. I was like, "Fuck, man!" And then we looked up the the band, and I, I saw one of the videos, and they were fucking awful.
2: Yeah, yeah you know, well, I I'm, 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 I'm slightly less salty about it now that we've got some content out of it
0: <laughs> That's why you've been a dick since the first episode isn't it? <laughs> you've been holding on to this for years Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can
1: send it into the what were they called again? Black Midi? Black Midi or whatever
0: Black Midi?
1: Black, Black Midi! <laughs> I don't think Dean listens, to be fair. No,
0: he probably doesn't.
1: No, I know he does Busy didn't. man. In fact, he's told me.
2: <laughs> no, nice. Danny's the only Act. person
1: I know listens. I don't think anyone... My brother listens, actually. Every week he listens. Oh, but shout it's, out he's to not,
2: Jim's brother, then.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's, it's not... Like, he doesn't listen to it every week, but he, he does... He has listened to them all. listens to him when he when he's exercising. Hmm. Which is a so There's Nothing some... I'd
2: rather uh, I'd like other than like us talking in his ear while he's uh, while you're exercising. It does make me run faster thinking
0: that we're talking behind me. <laughs> so I
1: don't know if you guys want to give him some little words of encouragement like you know drop down, give me twenty. Now one, two, three, four, five David. And yeah, you David. Whatever run numbers you for...
2: what, David. bitch, just run as fast David. as you can Fuck it, fucking fucking want see you run onto <laughs> Just drop down <laughs> give me 10
1: give me 10 give me 10 oh that's a shame because we can't hear you now
2: yeah that's but gonna the be microphone exciting. picked up <laughs> it's going to be exciting to hear what that was <laughs> alright
1: it's it's <laughs> nice it's nice to be back home in Shambles City <laughs> <laughs> zoom sound, take me we? down
0: to the Dice City Shamble, shamble,
1: shitty. (laughs) Shamble, shitty.
2: Shamble, shitty. Let me
1: tell you, audience, is this is this fun for you? (laughs) (laughs) Does this feel like we're doing EDR for a fucking David Lynch film? (laughs) Is everyone okay? I hope you're all right. We love all of you.
0: I just I want to keep that soundbite of does it sound like we're doing ADR for a fucking David Lynch film for every episode that I have? just at one point it's probably it's
2: probably applicable to most episodes Um, I've got a wee music fact if you guys are wanting that to start off this wee bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, yeah, I, I can't remember where I... I think I was just... So, yeah, start again. Owl John, we know and we love, uh, we love the, that solo project. When it's been spoken about, will put up one of their, one of his tracks up for that, for the original tune of current. I, uh, I was looking for the vinyl online somewhere. I couldn't find it on Discogs, couldn't find it on eBay. So I just ended up looking at the everything that I could find out about it and there was an article that popped up that co- grabbed my attention and there's a song on that album called Los Angeles Be Kind I don't know if you know that one Dougal? Yeah, I, it's not one that I would recognise the song title of but uh, after playing it again I was just like oh right I have heard this um, it was actually sampled for Coldplay's Champion of the World in 2019 well, that's wow that's quite interesting Mm. For a wee solo project by Scott Hutchison for Coldplay, taking on
0: his success, aren't they
2: Now, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they need someone's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is interesting. That's a proper interesting fact. Mm, see now, um, see, see shit like that.
1: I, I mm-hmm. fucking love shit like that. You know, even if obviously we're not doing <laughs> music things, and we've almost like almost forgotten album of the week. We always forget to do that, but what would be good is a wee little tidbit, a wee yeah. slice of yeah. I love shit like that. Oh, yeah. he needs one at a time. Yeah, that's good. I'll tell other people that. <laughs>
0: <sound clever. laughs> can I uh, can I derail this with two words? Linda okay. Crab. Mm. Linda Crab is that a sponsor? No. Jim?
1: Okay, shall we disclose the ballad of Miss Mrs. Mr. Linda Crabb, shall we do
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, the ballad of Mr. Linda Crabb.
1: <laughs> okay, so... This story begins in 2015 when my good friend Johnny, a.k.a. Andrew Cameron, hope he's fine with me saying this, he'll be fine. He doesn't listen anyway, <laughs> no one does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he had invited a few people to see The Vaccines a band that came up quite a few times didn't come up enough in my music history though I don't think I even mentioned not, I don't think I did mention them you did in passing them but maybe perhaps not as much as I should love mm. The Vaccines uh, yeah and so it was during their the tour of their third album English Graffiti and uh, Johnny had a couple of tickets and nobody kind of wanted to go with him and I didn't know Johnny that well at that point well I did but no, not really and I was somewhat intimidated by him not because he's a threatening person but because he's just the most confident person I've ever met probably yeah. and at the time I, I I wasn't I was a little sort of shriveled little weird person unless I was drunk <laughs> and decided to shout you know what I mean there was, there was two <laughs> speeds I had two speeds it was one or the other but um, I loved the vaccine so I was like yeah I'll take the ticket and we went and it was great It was it was lovely anyway cut to three years later 2018 and they're doing their tour for their fourth album, Combat Sports and I decide to buy two tickets to go see them in Glasgow and hoping to give Johnny the other ticket and he says, yes I'd like to go, this is a good story so far isn't it? <laughs> Riveting You are on the edge of your seat, I could have omitted the first part uh, I realise that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, so I gave him another ticket. So unfortunately, at the time he was on a certain medication, which meant he couldn't drink. Now, for some people, you're thinking, well, why are you mentioning that? It's because why I I can't go to a drinking, I I can't go to a drink. Drinking, I can't go to a and not ink. I can't go to a and not ink. I just can't. I always get tattooed whenever I go to a drink. <laughs> but no, I, can't, I can't go to a gig and not have a couple of beers like that. You know that that I've talked to you guys about it before. Like that moment, either before the support finishes and the the band starts, or just when you're standing or you're in your seat or whatever, and you're waiting for the band or artist to come out. I hate that. I cannot stand that moment because I'm just so f- fucking excited. So, but I generally feel that way throughout the whole day. So I can't. The reason why I mentioned that he was on pills it meant he couldn't drink is because I couldn't go to a gig without having at least a couple of pounds. You could cut that as well. Anyway, so... <laughs> you, you and our good friend Tom also got tickets for this gig. The same gig, except we we were in the... What you call it? The stalls, and you were up in the
0: balcony. We were in the right? sitting area, yeah, in the balcony. You were in the standard. Yeah, the standard bit. So... <laughs> so anyway this is where the, the Linda
1: crab of it all kicks in because I bought the tickets on the now disgraced and should not be used site via Gogo. if you're going to buy tickets do not buy them off via Gogo. you should know that by now <laughs> I'm, I'm reaffirming it just don't do it right they're, they're awful <laughs> so anyway I bought these two tickets and then I had to print them off and they looked so fake; it was ridiculous. Like the the barcodes, <laughs> like the lines of the barcodes, looked like they were all bleeding into each other. You know what I mean? Like the little there was a little O2 advert. that was like a snapshot of you know like a video advert that had just sort of been pasted on and all grainy and shit. And I was just I was terrified. And then I saw that the price of the ticket wasn't anywhere near the same. I think the the, the tickets were something like thirty quid each, and it was coming up as like seventy quid each. And then the name, the name, on the ticket was <laughs> Mister Linda Crab. <laughs> Mister Linda Crabb. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, these are fake tickets!" And now, as, as you guys might notice, know from listening to the podcast, um, you know, I'm gen- generally terrified. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, so this this whole thing is <laughs> another thread of anxiety, <laughs> just another one to hang on to the fucking <sighs> hook of misery, right? So I was like, oh fuck me, and I was like, okay. So then Johnny met us in the at the train station at Waverley. It was you, me, and Tom were there, and Johnny met mm-hmm. us up, met <laughs> and I was like, you want a pint? Like, no, I can't drink. Some of these tablets. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I was like, well, you're not going to like this. I don't think these tickets are real. <laughs> <laughs> so potentially, I'm taking my friend Johnny on a round train trip from Glasgow to Edinburgh. <laughs> from Edinburgh to Glasgow. A sober round trip for no reason, potentially. And I've paid 60, whatever, 70 quid for it. <laughs> so the whole way on the train, was, we were just... I was just so nervous. Johnny's like, because he's just the coolest guy. I was like, "Don't worry about it; it'll be fine." You know what I mean? But I was like, "Oh God! Oh my God!" Like proper hyperventilating, as if I'd committed a crime, which I hadn't. (laughs) That's what it (laughs) felt like, and uh, that that sort of ice cold sweat on my brow didn't dissipate until the minute the the steward at the gig scanned the ticket and it beeped and we got in. And it was fine, and it was amazing. And the gig was brilliant, but fuck me, Mr. Linda that Crab. Moment,
0: that moment you realise that someone called Mr. Linda Crab did genuinely buy a ticket for the vaccines that got sold on via Google um, <laughs> the gig. Yeah. I mean nothing wrong with if you if you're a Mr. if that's how you identify.
1: It, obviously, nothing wrong with that. But even if you if you take away that disparity. It was... It, that's not my name. <laughs> it wasn't the price
0: I paid for. Oh, <laughs> my God. God. That was... That that train journey across... Obviously, you were worried, but that was one of the funniest journeys I've ever had to a gig. We came up with a, a superhero on that uh, train journey called Potentially Immortal Doorman. Is that the night and that that became a thing? That's the night that's that it. that became a thing, and it was coming up with that, just spouting shite with four mates... On a train, three mates on a train, and Tom was also there. It was <laughs> fucking like. <laughs> no, that's not Tom. That's not Liam's <laughs> mate
1: Tom. That's
0: no Australia Tom. That's not. We love, yeah, we love Tom. That's uh, you know Liam's uh, Liam's living pal, Tom. We <laughs> we we appreciate um, Tom, father Australian man, Tom. But not <laughs> Have to the, the two same Tom's extent. ever met. I don't, I don't think so, think so but I no. think the world might implode. So, <laughs> but yeah, we were talking shit and we came up with this superhero called a potentially immortal doorman who's a guy who could open a bunch of doors and was also potentially immortal because he hadn't died yet. And as, as much as it doesn't sound funny when you say it like that, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. <laughs> was I, know, I do, I do awesome. rem- I rem- I remember how that came
1: out. It was actually invented... In the Sainsbury's, when we were buying our beer for the train, because Johnny was in front of me and I was just saying, I don't know if we're going to get in. I, was like, I don't think we're going to get in unless one of us has a superpower where we can just open, open any door we want. <laughs> and Johnny was like, That sounds like the shit superhero ever. And then someone was like, Well, what if they can open any door but they can't close it? And then that was it. Like, <laughs> And then I think I came up with the fact that well, even if you, you know you you could be potentially immortal because everyone is potentially immortal unless they die and then that was it and then it was just an hour of coming up with the most shit superheroes that didn't mean anything
0: Yeah, well it was potentially immortal Gorman and his sidekick Pasta Boy who just flung past that folk (laughs) that that was all he did Whenever uh, he sneezed, yeah. no, pasta good... would come out. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Um, An or antique on log man. I... Anti clog man. <laughs> Not to be confused with anti clog man. <laughs> <laughs> one of them deals in antique logs. The other one makes clogs for antiques. <laughs> so fucking
1: <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> Coming back to clogs, full circle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a two Ronnie sketch right there, <laughs> fucking. <it>, of course, <laughs> basically, yeah. So, we're going to come up <coughs> with our dream lineup for a four-act Bella Houston gig. They all have to be artists who are cur- uh, who are currently still touring, or would be potentially touring. Like, are still they're still a, a band that's happening right now, and there's no limit limitations other than that. Who's up first?
1: Um, I'll go first then. Even though I haven't actually fully decided it, I know how it ends. I know what the second two are, but the first two, oh, okay. Go with your okay, heart. okay. I've got I've got three of them worked out. I haven't got the other one worked out, so I'm just gonna, that's just going to happen as we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So how many songs each did I get? Or how long a set? We'll say like twenty minutes each or something.
2: So this a, a full it's a full mini like half day festival. A half day festival. So okay. You're- Alright, your first
0: two will get like 45 minutes, your third one will get an hour, your fourth one will get the hour 45 minutes sort of full gig. Okay,
1: alright. Okay, well I'm not going to go by that structure, I'm going to choose my own. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Right, so uh, obviously, uh, no Gallagher's High Flying Birds, they do the first album. Let's just save it at that. I wouldn't choose that because I would actually choose an amalgamation of all three and it would be the perfect playlist. We don't have time to go into it right now, so just for ease... I'll just say the first album even though it wouldn't be that actually it would just be it would start differently but it would take too long to describe mm-hmm.
2: actually you
1: know what like fuck it it's, it's my playlist right it's my playlist <laughs> my, my curated exact playlist of all those songs right that's how the gig starts I'm not okay. going to go into
0: the songs they play to be honest I'm just going to say the four artists I want to play yeah Exactly. No, I've just <laughs> I've just thought about this. Sorry.
1: Okay, 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 Mister
0: Prepared. <laughs> Fuck off, right?
1: This is my minute, right? So I'm, I'm starting off with that, right? And that lasts yeah. that lasts about eight days, right? <laughs> that concert. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then I'm gonna see. Is it's, it's this one that I've I've, I've issued with because I know what the last two are. So I say, let's just say. Um, shut up okay, you know, like, okay we'll, we'll plonk Cage the Elephant in there All right so no Cage the Elephant then we're going to have David Gilmore the Live at Pompeii set
2: mm-hmm. but
1: Edin- Edinburgh or Scotland somewhere and then it's going to end with Alex Turner playing the submarine soundtrack acoustically from start to finish
0: oh oh
1: mm. Ooh, yeah dancer and that's me I just came thinking Let's about that sorry <laughs> that's disgusting to like that come in and mop it up. It no I'll I'll deal with it
2: <laughs> is that Alex Turner just popping it? <laughs> no that's <laughs> no
1: that's him coming in just now and he's announcing himself as well that's him alright mate <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine. Speaking of a third <laughs> person, nice. <laughs> why, why did you address yourself like that? I don't know. Anyway, is that your smunk there? I'll deal with it then. Carry on with the show. Well, thank you very much. That's awful kind of you. Don't stand on your foot, Alex. fuck's <laughs> sake, man. Careful, you clumsy fuck with it. Anyway.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that, um, that sounds good. So, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to basically steal from Jim. So, to open up, and I am so excited because I actually get to see this again. Uh, Cassidy, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of the most amazing live bands, playing in December in Glasgow, coming back after seven years without playing. Fucking unreal excitement. It's pretty much all I've listened to. Their new single's Amazing. Check it out. Don't worry by Cassidy. That's a single for the week, if you'd like. Um <laughs> that would be my that would be my opening set, just them basically playing their first album. <laughs> Get the finger on, <laughs> <hands, laughs> you're welcome. Um then after Cassidy I will go to um Arctic Monkeys playing. <laughs> we'll get Arctic Monkeys playing with a little... And I'm going to caveat them with a little couple of Alex Turner acoustic songs or are bang in the middle of their 45-minute mm-hmm. set. I'm only giving them 45 minutes, which Alex won't be happy with, but he'll deal with it. So it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> get Just over it, Alex! We'll chat. <laughs> After them, we're going to have the Foo Fighters. Nice. As my second, second to top. Um... They can they can play for about um, three weeks if they'd like, but realistically we've got an hour and a quarter or so for them to play. And then to top it off, risky, never seen them live, but I kind of want, I think, this build-up to see one of the only bands that I haven't seen live that I really want to see live that are living and touring, Black Keys headlining.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, but the only reason is I didn't. Is that I've I've heard they're massively underwhelming live, and I've watched some footage. And it's just it's it's mm. I, I could just be watching the wrong sets.
0: But I don't know. Just... No, I think that that build up for me getting excited. Mm. I'll have a great time.
1: No, I. I, <laughs> I, I and they're uh, a band
0: I've always wanted to see live. So if I can curate but... a gig that's gonna get me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well,
1: do go. We, you, and I still have a blood pack to go. W- yeah, w- we do. No matter, no matter what. If, even if like one of our girlfriends are giving birth, mm. and we have to run to the ticket office, it, the the Black Keys tickets take precedent. We have
2: to go. We just have to go. Yeah. Oh, they
0: can be screaming in the background at nine a.m. I'm on that. I'm on ticketmaster getting mm. those tickets.
2: Absolutely. What about the, if the gigs on the same day? Same days? The well, then we will have to run well out the kids tickets. not going to remember us. it. We just won't be there. <laughs>
1: we won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You have a blood pact.
0: Blood pact, Liam. Do you not understand how important that is, mate? Like, and you've got no idea how birth a to got no idea child. How, many,
1: how many people we had to cut to get that blood as well? A lot of other. It was a lot. We. I was unsure what. I was unclear what blood pact meant. I just bled a lot of people. So let's not let that blood be in, spilt in vain, shall we? And we'll go mm. with wackies. <laughs> <keys. laughs>
0: I actually, I actually knew what a blood pact was, but still bled quite a lot of people just to make sure and that a we were lot serious than, about the whole
1: situation. A lot more than we agreed on. In fact, it was a rampage. To be, I was scared. <laughs> mm.
2: so it's, it's oh. got
1: weird. Sorry, but no, that's as a solid lineup. That's that fucking, pretty solid. fucking
2: solid. Right, L money. Take so now I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit the first artist who I would be putting in as uh, start of the day because I don't know whether or not to do it as they're starting or do it like a festival where you have your headliner second to last and then someone else just afterwards to wind down. But uh, so choices two, three, and headliner would be. For me, Bright Eyes because I feel like you can get a like. I've seen one Bright Eyes gig and I was brought to tears. Uh, it was just phenomenal. Followed right after that by Fools. Oh yeah. Because Fools live is potentially one of the is the best band that I've ever seen live, I, apart are- from what? No, go on. No, no, continue. I
0: Fools are fantastic live these days but they went through a period where they were so shit yeah (laughs)
2: they
0: they genuinely Uh, went through a period where uh two-step was now we go a one step two step and like slowed it down like (laughs) power natini did with a pencil for lead and shit like that and it was like really you're sitting there watching it going what the fuck seriously uh
2: I must have missed that because Two Steps Twice is the best live song ever and I won't take any.
0: It's amazing. There was a year where they were utterly dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, carry uh, on.
2: But yeah, so Foles then followed up by the one, the only Biffy Chiro because they know how to do a show stopping uh, gig. It is fucking fantastic. And then, yeah, so the band that I'm having an issue with is MGMT. Because they are phenomenal. And I don't know whether or not to have them doing a wee light kind of summary gig at the start. Which everyone's going to get down and they're going to know all the songs that they know. And everyone's going to be having a good time. Or do I move them till after the headliners, after Biffy Clyro, and leave them for all the swedgers? That's the question. (laughs) Because you're going to have all the people at the end of the night who are just fucked. And that's maybe the perfect time to put MGMT on.
0: I think that's better. I think (laughs) that's better, personally, yeah. I think the guys who like them can stay around Mm. and enjoy them. Yeah. And everyone else who's bollocks on whatever they're on. Yeah. They're going to have a great time too. (laughs) That's the perfect time to play MGMT between three and four. (laughs) That... The dead zone for the kids, but the yeah. live zone for the fuck-ups.
2: <laughs> so yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right, yeah. It'll be Bright Eyes, which is a lovely opening as well, then falls straight into Biffy Quiro for the big show-stop moments, and then just wind it down with MJMT getting a bit freaky. Nice. Very
1: nice. I love it. I need to revise mine. I'm going to change right <laughs> now. Uh, I'm gonna it's gonna go <laughs> it's gonna go no Gallows high flying birds of a a, a, a set list that I curate curate and it's gonna be David Gilmour set at Pompey then Hosier. yeah then
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: then alright Alex Turner doing the Submarine soundtrack acoustically I love Kate I love Kate mm. so much I can't live without them but no I would I would I'd pay see I, I like think that ru- lineup ru- would be. cut them out as uh-huh. well.
2: So, yeah, I know.
1: I think that for me, that would be pretty f- fucking unbelievable. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. And I think Hozier is the only one who has the power in his voice to follow David Gilmore after comfortably numb. After all mm-hmm. that,
0: that would be good. Yeah, that be know. that that'd be too much almost for your ear balls. Yeah, like, fuck
1: <laughs> me. You could pick um, that
0: up and then...
1: Because if he, because if he did Gilmore, then Alex Turner would be, be like a little rabbit in front of a lion, to use a, uh, an earlier <laughs> metaphor from the show. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm going to go for.
0: We now have to go and think if there's one artist that is, is gone or one band that there's a couple of artists gone for or whatever that you can never see live, who would you choose as your dead artist that you could bring back to see
2: live for one night, in their it's got yeah you got to see in, them their, in heyday. their heyday, in their heyday. Yeah.
1: It's an Who easy would c- it be, lads? It's an easy
2: decision for me. Who yeah. is it?
1: It's Mark Bowen No Gallagher. Fuck off, Mark Bowen Mark bullen, T Rex, <laughs> and it would be when what well, yeah. all the once all the hits are out and all the the weird B sides. A night of that mm. sort of glam rock fucking majesty would be more than my little heart could take, even thinking about it. Yeah. I'm mm. going to go for that.
2: No. Deserved pick. I would go for the classic. I, I would go for Queen. After watching... After after seeing half of Queen live, <laughs> if you listen to my, uh, my Williams music history, but being there in those kind of gigs, like you see them all the time in, the music, uh, in their music videos, and I mean fucking Live Aid and all that, that's something that's never going to be recaptured. Mm. Absolutely. And I would have loved to have been part of something like that.
0: Yeah, the uh, classic as well, the Beatles. Easy. Who? Mm. 100%. The Beatles, they were at... at um, rock pop band from the sixties. Sixties. Sixties let's not carry this
1: let's not carry this one.
0: No, fair No, enough. honestly <laughs> I mean it, as well if you res, if you're almost resurrecting a band, taking them to now what they did. They mm-hmm. they, they they invented they in the seven years they did work together. Mm-hmm. The amount they achieved to be able to see that, see that chemistry, that aura oh, live alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, you can't go past that. No, you, can, yeah, you can't. As far and I would, I I would have loved to say Bowie. I would have loved to, and it's a, such a close second. But you know, at the end of the day, I have I have my heroes, and Lennon always sticks out as the hero above heroes. McCartney's, I he's obviously brilliant, but Lennon's my hero. And yeah. to yeah. get to see that that combination live and get get to see the the majesty of the Beatles coming yeah. to your oh that would that would blow your tiny little mind I bet seeing that and especially knowing what it did going holy fuck I'm watching I'm watching I'm watching the Beatles guys guys I'm watching I'm watching the Beatles I'm not watching Paul McCartney butcher his newest album, like I'm watching The Beatles. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that would be no. easy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Right, if we if we we'll, we'll do some honorable mentions, because yeah, Bowie, Bowie, of course, uh, Leonard Cohen, Bowie, yeah. Hendrix, mm. Johnny Cash,
2: yep. Mm. You
1: know, I mean, the, yeah, the list goes fucking on yeah. and on.
0: It'll never stop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fucking
0: yeah. And stuff. The joy of gigs, folks. If anyone, if anyone ever turns to you in your life and goes, do you fancy coming and seeing this band? Say yes. Because you never know. Someone did that when the Beatles were out in 1963. Someone went, do you fancy coming and seeing this wee band? Look where they are now. You know? <laughs> Think about it. Half
2: dead. From your friends at Tuna Boot. And when you hear about a certain oh, podcast Beth. doing something at the Fringe and your pal's just like, here, we should go see them do a live show. You should just get tickets because you never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when your friend says, hey, I, I spent an hour the other day just listening to three boys chat about shite. And you go, i quite like to listen to that. What is it? Oh, it's Tuna Boot. And you go, oh, I might listen to that. Don't might do
2: and while you're on it eh, just give it a little like and subscribe
0: like and subscribe describe, motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else what else should people do I don't know Bowie Queen yeah oh could you imagine could you imagine we're so Fuck fucked me, yeah. that we never get to see these people we're so fucked I only hope there's an afterlife so I can see these people and spend eternity with the people I love. But if me, you, if all three <laughs> of us wind up uh, in an afterlife together, if there is one, mm-hmm. and the Beatles are playing, fucking kushde. I'll be I'll a halfway. Meet happy you there, man. mate. Meet you halfway.
1: <laughs> don't know, the, the, gigs are, the tickets are probably still too expensive. you probably get shite seats as well, and <laughs> no toilet access. If I, if I know heaven, and I don't, it'll be so overcrowded, you won't see shit. Might as well be on another yeah. planet. <laughs> the amount of people as, see
0: a, as David Lynch once wrote, "In heaven, everything is fine, so don't worry about it."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Is that a David Lynch quote, or is that one of those things that you just say it and we accept? No, no it is, is. It's
0: from his uh, film, of Razorhead. That's right. Oh yeah. right, yeah.
2: The one thing that keeps yeah. me be... more than anything is that singing girl from mm-hmm. Razorhead.
0: Yeah, it's horrible.
2: Don't like. My dad's it. been trying to get me to watch that for years. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. It's, pro- it's probably quite good. It's um, fucking brilliant. So,
0: boys, we have reached a point where we are done with yes. our stuff. Now, in the next coming weeks after this, you're not going to hear your regular tuna boot, best blokes talking about rubbish stuff. You're going to hear something different. I'm going to go to gym. And I'm going to lightning round this motherfucker. I'm going to go to Jim, and he's going to tell me in the next 30 seconds what he's going to be doing in an episode that he's going to be giving us over season 3.5. Jim, go.
1: Well, first of all, I resent the fact that you think you can time me. I'll take as long as I need well, to. no
0: hurry up. To explain. Okay. <laughs> this guy. Um...
2: All right, Liam, what you do? <laughs> so me and James are actually, we're going to do this uh, podcast idea that we had a while back where we come up with a franchise on the fly and see how that goes. That's basically all I've got is a tagline. That's like not nice. even a tagline. Short summary. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Jim, try again.
1: No. No, you know what? If you're going to be like that, forget it. It's just going to come out you're going to listen to it or you're not. That's it. I'm being snooty about it. I'm going to be uppity.
0: <laughs> no, could, Jim's I could, I could, doing it with Danny, okay. and it's a big surprise. Yeah,
1: well, I can do thirty seconds if you want. I've just been fucking go it. for it. Right. Um, basically, our podcast is called Quixotic Mavens, and it's about us trying to educate each other in a pseudo high, highbrow way. But basically, we're just two drunk blokes talking, and we hope it's entertaining enough <laughs> for you to listen to. So that'll be the first of the double bill of outsider podcasts, if you like, and I mean that in every way it could be interpreted. It is outsider art <laughs> at its <laughs> at its most current. So look forward to that. <laughs> that, that that I I didn't even it's... believe in it, did I? Didn't really sell it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I'm really excited to listen to these and. Um yeah is going to be awesome and after that we're going to come back stronger than ever with season 4 and you will be so happy we've taken these breaks because we might even prepare 2 or 3 episodes for it so you well. Yeah, so what kind of
1: things can they expect in season 4
0: you remember talk about we're going to do more talk about we're going to take weeks to plan out different things we're going to do These could take different sort of paths along the way. We could do, ah, do you want to do a playlist for that? We could do, ah, do you want to do a rewrite for that? We could do, ah, maybe my pal's going to show up and we'll do this. We could do our long-awaited crossover with the La Fontaine's podcast, although that's probably not going to happen. (laughs) We could have other people on the podcast. We could have less people on the podcast. Who the fuck knows? But I will rewrite the film yesterday because that was a pile of shit at some point. That's all I will release. It's going to be fun. It's going to be zany. It's going to be off the wall. It's going to be nothing that you've ever heard before and everything you've ever not wanted to ever think about before. Welcome to Tuna Boot Season 4. <laughs> Thank you. A different format each week, basically. Yeah, you ever <laughs> yeah. You ever seen Avengers? No. Yeah, not like that, so it doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> I have off. seen Avengers. Right. Right, <laughs> let's, let's wrap this up. That's it. Over two hours now. Yeah. Um, thank you guys. This has
0: been a lovely retrospective. It's gonna have been over two episodes. I'll record uh my own intro to introduce you into the second part of it. Love you lots.
2: Love all of you lots. Anything folks should do. Like and subscribe. Or Jim will hurt you.
1: With nails. I don't know why
2: I was put on that voice. It really pisses me off because I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, Babs will make a comeback at some point. We'll give her no, a shout-in. No, she's dead. <laughs> Next episode is going to be sponsored oh. by Babs's funeral.
1: <laughs>
0: Which doesn't make sense. The only sponsor that makes us give them money so that'll be interesting <laughs> right uh, now love yous see yous in season 4 enjoy listening to these guys doing their solo projects it's going to be awesome can't wait who have you been? Uh, who have I not been met?
1: your own name will suffice
2: <laughs> I've been Dougal I've been Liam
1: and I've got to be Jim haven't I?
2: Well, I could change it. Good love,
0: good peace, good podcasts, good night.
2: Bye. What's up, (laughs) bitch?
1: Skish, skish, (laughs) beloosh, motherfuckers.